Hellenic Radio. 1422 Medium Wave. Information. Innovation. Communication. It's now 8.32 and as promised, the first of our two interviews today is with a gentleman who is inspired and inspiring. Over many, many years I have been bowled over and astounded by his creativity, by his work, by his ideas and he's been a joy to work with, of course, always in a team. And when you enter the theater and you see a set design and you say, you know, that's Stan, Stan Knight. Filiki Felisakrates, Thelona Kalosoriso, Don Kirio, Stan Knight. I would like to welcome Stan Knight to Hellenic Radio. Kalimera, Stan, and welcome. How are you? Fine, thank you. Very nice for you to ask me. Thank yeah, you. no. Uh, in fact, I was wondering why I haven't asked you all these years before. I mean, it's such a fantastic opportunity to speak to you and to find out even more about what's going on behind the scenes and the history of theatre and your involvement in the theatre in this country. So, Stan, I wanted to first of all compliments of the season with yesterday. I hope it was a lovely day, lovely weather and all. All the best for the season. And then I wanted to ask you, Stan, I was thinking as far back as I can remember, um, early days I had seen your name as a credit in programs or or on posters and then eventually I got to meet you when I was doing productions as well and for many years you've been involved. So I'd like to ask you, please, won't you tell us a little bit about Stan in terms of this visionary, definitely, with a gift that you have really, really nurtured and shared with us. Did this idea of being involved in terms of designing sets and behind the scenes, was this something that started early years at school, Stan? Yes, very much so. Right. I've always loved uh, being involved in theatre, and amateur theatre. Right. And yes, I did a lot of small stuff. Then I got involved with the Choir Bells, with right. a very lovely man called... Uh, Jerry Nichols, yes. who was the production manager, yes. and he, he saw that I was clever enough for the yes. theatre, yes. and uh, <laughs> I, I was offered jobs with him, Wonderful. and I used to, uh, to stage manage all the big shows that Quibel brought up. I, I'd even staged Tom Jones. Wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so in other words, it's not just set designing. You've been all over every space in the theater, in the front, behind the scenes, and so on. So, basically, it was a journey that started, and from there, never looking back. Now, in terms of, uh, yes, and, and then in terms of the way which fascinates me, when you think about how eventually it, it evolves, Stan, over the years, tell us about how it was way back when and how before Corona, we're going to come to the fantastic creation with Corona um, that you created now, but in terms of how did it evolve? Did you travel all over the country and overseas, because I guess you had to keep abreast of new developments and new techniques and and technology and and ways in which to create the magic of the theatre. You know, I was very lucky. I was offered a stage management job with the Bridgel Burks. Ah, right. And, and uh, when I got there, I discovered not only have I got a stage manager, I've also got to build the set. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And... Uh. 
they were literally in Cape Town with, 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 uh, with the minstrel uh, follies. Yes. And uh, that I would have to like it as well. <laughs> so I learned a lot of, I learned a lot of things exactly. very quickly. Yes, <laughs> yes. The theatre becomes your school, the school of life, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And yes. uh, uh, Joan and Louis were such fabulous people. Absolutely. They had such wonderful vision. I mean, we, we did the second production of Annie in the world. Wow. Okay. Sure. Was that at His Majesty's, Dan? That's the one at His Majesty's, right, yes. Right. And then it toured the country. Goodness yeah. gracious me. Wow. What, an, what a legend in terms of the Brickhill Burke a journey, and then, of course, I remember going to. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was His Majesty's the venue where, when the lights went out, you could see the stars in the ceiling? Um, or was that the Colosseum? No, I think that was the Colosseum. Uh-huh, the, okay. the, His Majesty's. I don't think had stars in the ceiling. I cannot remember myself. Right. But yet, no. Yes. Uh, it, it, it was more of a, of a, of a movie house for the oh, right. stage, okay. which we were very lucky to have. And of course, one the, of the biggest stages. Yes, and then that adds to the tragedy that whoever was or whichever group of individuals deciding what happens to these buildings in town, they are all gone now. Those grand old yep. dames, if I can call yep. them that, <laughs> the Colosseum, which was one of the biggest seaters in the in, in, in the town. Yes. The, uh, um, the Empire, in fact, the Empire was the biggest. I think there was a 2,000-seater. Wow. wow, Yeah. Gosh. His Majesty's was 1,200. Sure. Um, and we did fabulous. I mean, the, the, the closing production there, um, Hello, Dolly. Oh, uh, wow. My, my, my business partner, Andrew Buerta, designed and I built. Oh, wow. And, uh, we had a train that literally ran across the stage. It had to fold up when it hit the wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was oh, so designed that goodness. it could actually articulate and, and, and fold up. And in fact, even until just before the final dress rehearsal, yes. we couldn't get rid of the, 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 the engine. So we finally cut the engine in half. So as the tube part of the engine hit the wings, it was pulled off in a different direction, oh and the goodness. rest of the train could then fold away into oh, the wings. It's, gosh. But hey, we did the There we you did, did the that's train. it. Absolutely. Funny you mention about a train on stage. I saw online this live streaming that they do. The Railway Children is now being streamed and they have a train that comes onto, well, it seems to divide the, the audience to two sides, almost like a thrust. And the train comes on and the performance in the center there, quite something. Gosh, but look, you did that really years and years and years long before the railway children. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Gosh, okay. So, Stan, if you can enlighten us a bit more in terms of, so when one builds sets and lighting and really you have to keep abreast the bleeding edge of new discoveries and innovations and smart lights, if I can call intelligent lights and all of that. Yeah, how, yeah. how does well, one do that? They're very stupid, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't know how to operate them, yes, they can be, they can be really wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the earlier version. Yes. You fly around the stage while the, while the lights are changing <laughs> color and gobos and, and, oh, and, wow. and break it down, take the light out. Yes. Now change the color, now change the gobo, move oh, the light gosh. to a different position, oh, and now bring it up again. <laughs> and it's, it's, nowadays, it's not a problem. You, 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 you say move, move in dark and the, 
all computerized. Yeah. Much more, much more intelligent. Much yes. more. <laughs> no, no, no. We had to learn. We 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 started with very simple lights. Right. Uh, there was a profile that that was a, a spotlight that you could shape. Yes, and yes. A flood, and uh, th- th- that was about it. You used the two of them in, uh, uh, as, as lighting on the stage. Right. Designed right. around it. Gosh, gosh. Nowadays, you can do the most wonderful things with yes. lighting. Yes. Oh, and yes. And of course, you've got the LED globes, which yes. make it much brighter, uh-huh. and you've got you can change color without going up and touching the lamp. Exactly. You can change from one color to yes. another, which is Fabulous. <laughs> you can sit down in the auditorium, point the lamp, make it bigger, smaller, oh my different color, and everything that you ever wanted to do, sitting down at a chair. Wow, that, that, wow, that, wow. that really does make a difference nowadays. Absolutely. Yes, those. Absolutely. Yeah. And I it, was, yes, go ahead, sorry. I, I was very lucky uh, having worked at, at PACT. I went to PACT after Brickhill Burke. Right. And uh, I was, first of all, um, Drama production manager, right. a lighting designer, then drama production manager, then opera production manager, wow. then head of workshops. Gosh. And I was able to go overseas ah. and see fabulous shows. I was yes. able to go, you know, go to London for ten days and see fifteen shows. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and paid for by the uh, the arts council. So right. It was really, really great. Yes, we saw lots of fabulous stuff. Right. And yes. I lit an incredible amount of opera and musical and drama and at, drama. at the right. State Theatre. Excellent. And of course... The one thing I never lit yes. was ballet, surprisingly. Oh, is that so? I only okay. lit ballet after I left Pact. Yeah. Aha, uh-huh. aha. Uh-huh. And they all have their special kind of charm and, and demand in terms of being lit, isn't it? The different oh, genres. Yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, your lighting uh, uh, for, for dance and ballet is is the body and you've got to light the body from the side right. and it's not front lighting it's from the side Gosh. that you can see what the body is doing at yes. all times yes and you've got these famous shin busters that when you run into the wings that you don't oh, right. run correctly <laughs> you, bust, you bust your shin against the light yeah these things were, but these make up ballet lighting they're part of ballet lighting right. it's so beautiful when you get a properly lit ballet uh, lighting Magnificent. I happen to be able to do that also on West Side Story. Yes. Because that was so balletic that we literally lit, lit it like a ballet. My goodness me. And then it creates such magnificent depth. It feels like you're being transported with the stay, with the world on the stage. It's magnificent. Oh, gosh. And of course. Lighting can make or break a production as well. I've yes. also experienced definitely. You agree, right? Absolutely. Yes. I remember being called in. I won't mention names of people, but I remember <laughs> being called into one of our famous uh, actresses' productions. Would I come and relight the, light, the uh, lighting? Uh-huh. Because the guy before had made such a uh, mess of it yes. that, 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 that it just took bland and flat. Right. Right. And I, yeah, I and relit it for them. It, it needs time. It needs time and attention. And uh, the, the most recent production I did was the solo performance at the Market Theatre. And um, I, I remember how it must have taken maybe 
five, six hours to set the lighting because they really wanted to get it right and to create a world that was in sync with the journey of the story and the message. It's astounding what happens. And then the fear that ESCOM is going to hit any moment was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. No, no, uh, uh, w w when we used to work at the State Theatre before moving lights, yes. you have to focus up to 300 lamps Goodness before me. you started plotting. Right, right. Yes, dark, of course. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I remember doing a beautiful production of uh, Death in Venice. Yes, or, uh, oh, that's beautiful. Hansen. And uh, we focused it and he, he had this image that he wanted the whole thing in sepia. The entire show wow. in sepia. And at the very end of the show, he pulls a handkerchief out of his pocket as he's dying, and the bright red handkerchief dabs okay. his forehead. Oh, the whole show was done in sepia. Sure. It took us 13 lighting sessions, and the lighting session is three hours. Wow. So that's wow. 39 hours to light the opera. But you had those times, you yes. had those luxuries. Different, yeah, and different you, times. Each scene, you can make sure. Everything was perfect. Right. It was such a it was such an honour to have worked at Pact in those days. Yes. Um, yes. When, when, when the production was that important that it had to be right. It had to be perfect. They, of course. They used to go to London, London and New York to buy materials for the costumes, which wow. we always used to think so possibly extravagant. But nowadays, one understands. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, so. Stan, in terms of your journey through, of course, the National Children's Theatre and many other um, big venues over the years, how has it been now with COVID coming in? What has really um, occurred? Well, it's killed us. It's, it's killed, killed us. us. Yeah. I mean, I literally in this past year, I've had two minor, two small jobs to do, and that you, you're going to cover in a minute anyway. Yes. Uh, but otherwise, we haven't worked. There's, wow. there's people like me who have not had income since February. I can remember in the middle of March or early March, yes. we were building a, a production to go into the Santon uh, yes. uh, Mall, and we got a phone call from the a producer saying, stop building. Wow. That's it. Wow. Boom, wow. finish, yeah. claw, over and done. Gosh. And we haven't actually worked since then. Gosh. So it, it, it's been devastating for devastating, all the people yes. in the theatre. The yes. actors, the, yes. right down to the ashes. Absolutely. The dollar spotters, the lighting up the designers. Everybody has not had work. And our government has not given us a That's starving it. towards uh, any relief. Yes, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. It, it's it, a it's tragedy. It's a really disgusting thing that, 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 that has happened to us. Tragedy uh, of note. Absolutely a yeah. tragedy, and and now one sits with with this. And I have a sense of trepidation. I'm sure with these latest figures, and one worry. Just when you think, okay, maybe it will start getting better, you get this terrifying announcement of the numbers and so on. But there's always the light when when I saw the work that you did and are doing now. It was. Just a joy of note. So tell us how that came about in terms of the National Children's Theatre and the outdoor well, creation. Right. The National Children's Theatre has, as its main theatre, a little 150-seater theatre. Yes. Now, that means that you 
you you you you you you, you, you could use it if you spaced the seating right. and you had no more than fifty people in. Yeah. Now, who can make money? You can't seating yeah. only fifty people you in a theatre. You yeah. cannot make money. It just doesn't work. No. So, Sarah Roberts and I sat down one Sunday afternoon and said, "Let's solve the problem. Let's really debate wow. it out." And we right. we chatted and we went backwards and forwards and everything and we decided what you've got to do is have an outside theatre. Yes. Gosh. What does the uh, National Children's Theatre have? It has a large lawn which is normally hidden and nobody ever sees nobody it on sees the far it, yes. side of the house. Yes. Yes. And we thought let's put in an open air theatre there. Let's seat our uh, uh, 50 people in, in, in that space and uh, uh, and, and, and do the very simple productions, yes. maybe one or two handers right. uh, in, in, in there, and Gosh. just promote theatre so that we could have things happening, happening again. Yes, yes. Then um, Moiris uh, Katz said, "No, no, no, no. If we do that, I want an acoustic shell." Uh huh. So I went away and designed an acoustic shell. There we are. We had sat with this acoustic shell on the floor, and she put in a production uh, about uh, all the Disney tunes. Yes, and, uh, and, and that was their very first production. Right. And then she said to me, "I want to do um, this fantastic Mr. Fox yes. in the in the open air theatre." And by that time, we'd also discovered that we could have a lot more people on the grass. On the grass, the yes. Fifty people looked like a, a few ants in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and the, the spacing was still very... Wide. And now they've gone up to 150 people on the grass. That's and excellent. it's still totally safe. Everybody is away from everybody else. Little family groups yes. around haystacks yes. uh, on the grass. And it is it is so such fun. It because is. the people don't just it. come. They bring their picnic. That's and lovely. they watch the show. And 10, 15 minutes after the show is finished, they're still on the grass. Yes. Packing up, and oh the kids are God. running around and playing on the haystacks. It is so pleasant to see, and, and we were very, very happy that this has worked out so wonderfully well. It's, it's just—it uh, was such a joy, Stan. I've got to tell you, such a joy. I sat on a, a bale of hay. I had brought some food <laughs> down the road from the shops there, something to drink. It was, and and the sound. Please, I'm going to hand over to you now to give us some details because we're going to have a podcast of this interview which we want to send and put out there in social media and also to tell institutions such as schools and universities that this concept exists, an acoustic shell. The sound was brilliant. I was, I thought, Wow, who would have thought that this can be achieved outdoors? Yes. So yes. I'm going to hand over to you to tell us the, the really, really, the because this is genius work and you really did, you can see you've worked on it to get it to exactly how it must be. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, listen, we, 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 didn't, we don't have a huge amount of sound equipment. We've got the outdoors exactly the same equipment as we have in the theater. Wow. Two monitor speakers and two side speakers right and it was just careful placement of them careful usage of the microphones in the show right and sure. th they never even turn the mics off so everybody when they're backstairs has got to stay still <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> every mic is up all to 
during the okay. show because they sometimes sing from off stage. Yes. Voices from off stage. And it, it, it works very well. Jane Gosnell is controlling the sound and she, she normally does the lighting at the children's theatre. But of course, outdoors and daytime, there's no lighting. Right. So she's doing sound. Right. And she has done a beautiful job. It's As you said, yeah. it is crystal clear, crystal clear. out the grass yeah. area. You can hear the voices, you can hear the story. It, is, it, it, it makes such a difference. Every, every word is, is heard. And I mean, they sing a cappella. There's only one a number that is accompanied by yes. the ukulele, yes. and the rest of the numbers are a cappella, and they start and they sing without so much as a, uh, um, what do you call amazing. those tone things? They sing straight. They've got a couple of people who have fabulous pitch, and they start the numbers, and they go. And then they They're go. beautifully right. done. Gosh. So in terms of an acoustic shell, was this something that you had experienced before in the past, building something like this? No, I've never built an acoustic shell before. Wow. But uh, as I said, Moira gave me this idea. She, she showed me a picture of one that was uh, happening in New York. Yes. And it was a huge acoustic shell. I mean, it must have cost uh, a, a, a quarter of a million uh, for that shell. But we, we built this, this one for much less than right. that. Right. And uh, we, we, we made it fit the size we had and the budget we had right and uh so it, 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 it's worked out incredibly well and yes i'm available to build more of them if anybody wants one right. come to me immediately i'll, I'll give right. you a quote <laughs> so so um let's let's detail that a little bit more so if there is an, any school or teacher institution they can Contact you, but also you will, I'm sure you're willing to show them the actual item itself and also of to course. build something within the budget that they have. Um, yeah. because the idea is that it, it almost becomes a permanent feature, right? Outside. I mean, that's Absolutely. like a standard stage. It, uh, it, it becomes a, uh, for a school, it could become an outdoor assembly area. Oh, wonderful. Um, a, a, concert, a, a concert shell, it, uh, a play area, uh, an aesthetic area, it, it, it's, it works incredibly well, Fantastic. and uh, we're, we're very, very pleased with the outcome of it, yes. So the, we, we've already got shows lined up for next year. Excellent, excellent. Um, and yes. I, and also uh, sitting there, I mean, I went on a, in a morning with a, at the half past nine performance, but I also thought at night, although there are other concerns at night, but if that is a venue at night as well, lit, I'm thinking of schools, it would be beautiful as well for all, for example, a Shakespeare at night in such a set outdoors with Absolutely. under the stars. Wow, Stan, that's quite something oh, as well. I know, I know your love for Shakespeare, and yes, of course it could do. <laughs> it could be the most beautiful Shakespeare um, <laughs> venue yes. uh, because it, it, it's got that acoustic shell yes. behind it. Yes. Um, and yes, yes, absolutely. It, it, it would be a fabulous idea for any school to have uh, an outdoor acoustic shell, especially in this. We're not going to see the, the, the end of this no, virus for a, while. For a long time. Long time, uh, yes. Uh, Oh, my word. I stay opposite Hillbrow. Right. And they were all-night parties. All-night parties. On both, yeah. both nights. Yes. And that is, that is frightening. 
That is so right. We, we're not going. We're not going to get out of this no. uh, virus for a long time. Long we're time not going to come. see vaccines and things like that for a long, long time. No. So we're stuck with this. We're stuck we, with we've this. We've got to yes. make the best of it. Make the best of it, indeed. So, um, as as um, a, f- a final kind of of question and comment, so the material that the acoustic shell is made of, and the t- in terms of the angle and the shape, it's all got to do with being able to be outside and also to capture the sound and to bounce the sound, excuse my layman's kind of terms, but from that, how that, I that, understand that's exactly it. exactly what it does. Right. That's exactly what it does. Right. It, it aims the sound out to the audience. Audience, yes. okay. Otherwise it would be just flying everywhere. Because when I thought yep. of on the field, you need to have the bounce. Otherwise it just goes nowhere, right? Yeah. 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 It's built of timber. It's built of timber. It's, it's, it's not a, uh, a permanent uh, feature. It, it, it can come down. It can be moved. Oh wow! Built of, okay. Built of, it would take, you know, it would take a couple of days to take it no, down sure. and recycle sure. it. It's not going to be uh, a ten-minute job. No, sure. But uh, it's built of timber. It's waterproofed, and it's so far standing very happily. Thank you. Oh, Touch lovely. <laughs> lovely touchwood. Yes. Excuse the pun. Lovely, lovely. Right. So, as a final statement. Um, Stan, won't you give us the details so that whoever sees and listens to this podcast, how they get hold of you, where they can go and get more information, how they can arrange right. perhaps to meet you and so on. Right. Okay. My email address yes. is nightscene at icon. That's K-N-I-G-H-T for my surname. Right. Scene, S-C-E-N-E, for scenery right. at icon, I-C-O-N dot Kozar. Right. Excellent. And if they want my number, it's 082 right. 556 4944. Excellent. And please, I'm open to anybody approaching me. Right. Lovely. Quite happy to help anybody on this. Right. And then you'd come along to the space or the field or wherever, take the necessary measurements, the discussions, yep. etc. And then, and then please, God, it all works out. For everyone concerned, and then there's another acoustic shell. <laughs> yes, Lovely. and they can come and see the one at, at, at the children's theatre. If they phone me or email me, I will take them along to the theatre to have a look. I've already taken one uh, company, the Sabiqua company from oh, right. Manoni. Yes, they, 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 they're in, interested in building a shell. Excellent. Yeah. Stan, it's been a delight to speak to you. I'm glad that we've made this connection. I will let you have the details of the podcast once it's been produced um, and edited and packaged by Tula Kritsotakis from the station here, our station manager. That should be sometime next week. And then we must also make sure that we get the, I will be in touch with you as well, for the addresses of drama teachers and schools. You need to get the word out there. Um, and because people, otherwise they don't know, they're not, they, they wouldn't otherwise know unless they come to the theater there. And it's, it was a yeah. joy indeed. So Great. thank you very, very I much. Hope you do some, some more fabulous productions next year. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and all the best. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, sir. And it was a joy indeed. Okay, all the best, and season's greetings once again. Okay, thank Thank you you very much. Thank you, Stanley. Cheers, man. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.